Hey, Barstool Rundown listeners. You can find us every Monday through Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. It's the Rundown, December 21st. The last rundown of the 2022 year. The last before our little Christmas break here at Barstool. And we kind of have a little bit of a Christmas break, like the substitute teacher in class that the other teacher like took off the day. So we got a little bit of a substitute teacher vibe, I think, with this. Look at this crew right here. We got Clem. We got Glenny Balls. We got Robbie. By the way, three of the more senior people at this company, as fucking crazy as that yeah. seems. Now think about that. <laughs> like this, this is HQ2. Uh, everyone here was in HQ2 uh, back in the day. So we are definitely in the one of the older people here. And it is Christmas season. And what do we love doing during Christmas season? We love to just sit back, relax, and have some good meals. And if you're going to have a good meal, you got to go to Pizza Hut. The newest thing at Pizza Hut isn't a pizza at all. Introducing the Pizza Hut melts made just for you and no one else. Pizza Hut took their thin and crispy crust, loaded it with your favorite toppings and cheese, folded it over, and baked it into melty perfection. I am getting so hungry just talking about this. And then they serve it up with favorite dipping sauces. We love, we're a big dipping uh, crew here. I can tell you that much. For just $6.99, so good you won't want to share. So don't, you don't have to. Melts are the solo meal that comes in four mouth-watering recipes, satisfying your cravings whenever and wherever you feel like it. Thanks to Pizza Melts, you never have to compromise ever again. After all, you can't spell melts without me. That's just fact, ladies and gentlemen. Enough for two, price for one. Try new pizza melts now for just $6.99. All right, boys, let's get into the rundown here. Thanks to our friends at Pizza Hut. First topic on the list, John Rich throws us all together. And Glenny, our New York Mets have a brand new third baseman yeah. that plays shortstop and is going to make $315 million. Carlos Correa to the Mets out of the goddamn blue. Giants canceled their press conference yesterday on Tuesday. And then all of a sudden, uh, every, all the Mets fans are saying, hmm, what's going on? And in the middle of the night, 3 a.m., Carlos Correa arrives on our laps. I found out about it because I'm an old man and I had to piss at 3 a.m. And I yeah. happened to go on Twitter because I'm addicted. How are we feeling right now, Mr. Balls? Dude, pretty I, – I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you see all the tweets. I woke up at like 6 a.m. today to take a piss. And then I look at it. I'm like, this is fucking real. This is fake. Is it real? Is it fake? It's real. It's awesome. I but it does annoy me that I'm still seeing like 10% of the tweets it's like you're buying a team, you're buying a team, you're buying a team. You, well, you are, right? That's what that's what you guys baseball. did you for years. You fucking win. Like the Dodgers have been buying a team for the last century. They won one fake World Series. So we still got to fucking win. And it's awesome. We're rich. You're not. And live with it. So, no, but it is funny that the Mets are now just everything they hated about the Yankees, but without the championships to prove for it, right? Yeah, who cares? We're rich now. By the way, I don't care. I'm fine. Listen, I'm over here with my Aaron Judge uh, announced as captain today. I'm fine with that. Hey, the poor guy before he wins the lottery hated the rich guy. But then when he wins the lottery, guess what? He's the rich guy, too. That's a fact. That's you now. You're the rich guy. Just you got to you got to accept that. Deal with it. You're buying a team. This is Yankees fan Robbie over here for everyone that knows at home. Robbie is the very interesting Yankees commanders fandom, which I always (laughs) love. (laughs) Um, Me and Glenny are Mets fans, so we're very happy. But this just shows how much like life has changed is that usually if you got an announcement in the middle of the night as a Mets fan, it's devastation. It was firing Willie Randolph at 3 a.m., which they infamously did uh, under the guise of night out in Anaheim. And uh, I sent we were sending text messages that we got to believe uh, text chain. And when you get all those texts, you're figuring like you want broke both ankles. City fields on fire. Kaz Matsui has anal fissures like it's the LOL Mets. That being said. It is kind of like the the target's just on our back, and it's just getting bigger and bigger every time Steve Cohen spends another dollar at this point. I do got to say, though, it's like a cool feeling. At thinking, let's say four or five years ago, as a Mets fan, Will Ponce still on the team, and you're saying in 2022, Carlos Correa, Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, they're just all going to be Mets. We're just going to fucking buy them all. Sick. <laughs> How does the tank feel? Do we know? I don't know if he's tweeted yet. I don't know if the tank time has hit yet. He was traveling yesterday. He's with his dad. We saw his dad we got, on we got Twitter. The take family reveal. It was yep. a wonderful day for the Flemings. Dad looked like a Simpsons character. No disrespect, but he looked like someone straight out of Springfield. No, that or Rexburg. <laughs> I, I was telling John Rich before we go live. I've always found the entire tank like we we get an. Uh, he's like an onion, right? You just get a different yeah. layer of Frank. And if he's home with his family, we're going to get multiple layers. Let me um, see if he has. Has he tweeted anything? 
he he tweeted something like like this looks good or or something like that. Uh, I've, another cursed I, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a possible lineup. I said I think this is a decent lineup. I think this is a decent lineup. Decent, okay. Yeah, so we're at that's the best right you're going to get out of them. Yep, 101 win team added Carlos Correa, added Justin Verlander, added uh, Sanga from Japan. Uh, brought back Nemo. Decent lineup. We'll, we'll take. And, and, you know what? Jacob Degrom only won five games last year. Yeah, he pitched eleven. So, but he he they're building a winner down in Texas. So good luck to Jacob down there in Texas. The New York Mets, I think, are building a winner. And I've always said this, Robbie. To all the Yankees fans, I'd be like, you guys buy your World Series, and I would also in the next breath say, I would give anything to have someone that would buy us one World Series, let alone <laughs> the enough. dynasty like you guys had. So we'll see if it works out. The Mets are clearly the team to hate right now, right? We're the villain in the sports movie. We're everything that you fear. As a Mets fan, it's going to go one or two ways. You're building a team around two aces who are like around 40 years old and a guy who reportedly failed his physical or had a medical issue. This is setting the Mets up for the other side of things potentially as well. I'll gladly say that as someone who's trying to be objective. As a colossal, colossal, colossal failure. Yes, yes. And we will have every single person in our mentions for the foreseeable future if it goes that way. But until then, Uncle Stevie right here. We got the shirts and everything. Speaking of Steve Cohen, this is going to sound stupid. I know everybody thinks I'm stupid. This is going to be a stupid question. Where does, like, the money, like, come from? Like, like. It's like $300 million, like <laughs> Steve Cohen's bank account. Like, is that how this shit works? I don't even know. No. What? Um, I don't think it comes from his. Like, how does it work? Account. Is it actually like Steve Cohen's money? So, I have how... no You're asking the wrong guy. Yeah. Steve I know. Cohen... I've just always wondered that. How does it actually work? Steve Cohen's a hedge fund manager. So, I don't, I still don't know what hedge funds are. And I'm 40 years old and I have a mortgage and kids. I don't know what a hedge fund is. I saw it's it's four percent the Mets uh, salary four percent of his net worth of his net worth reported net worth though and if we know anything about these rich like that's reported there's shit in fucking Cayman Island bank accounts Swiss bank accounts all this other stuff he spent like 140 million on that pointing statue right it's like yeah. Carlos Correa is making three and the thing about Carlos Correa is he's making 315 he also is going to bring ticket sales in we've we're talking about and we got to believe um we had an emergency emergency podcast at four in the morning two guys in their fucking like late 30s early 40s talking fucking Mets it was wild all right we are live (laughs) and the new york mets just signed carlos correa to a 12-year 315 million dollar deal in the middle of the night but you have the puerto rican um side of things where you have lindor and correa on the left side of the infield and now sang is going to bring in all the japanese people in the city too you're going to have like it's going to be a a, a beautiful melting pot. I was going to say, you're you, describing City Field as if it's like, <laughs> everyone's coming to America for promise. They're going to be fucking lit. They're yeah. going to be a good time. They're going to be. Check your tickets at Ellis Island and go straight to City Field. And yeah, good luck to good luck paying for those tickets too, because I'm 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 sure we're going to be some. That's going to be how they're going to make some of that money back, Lenny. The burgers at City Field, right? The Pat Lafrida steaks, all that kind of stuff. That's Polar going burger. up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tick- yeah, have you ever done the the polar burger for the? I uh, did one time in like a sixth inning. And my friend review, uh, reviewed it on his phone. It was shitty. No disrespect. If you see it, no disrespect. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, Carlos Correa again. It's just one of those feelings as a Mets fan. And then it also said they're not done yet. They're looking for a bat and a bullpen arm. It's it's honestly hard to like describe to people who didn't go through the Wilpon era where you had these guys who. David Wright would get hurt. They'd pocket the insurance money instead of reinvesting in the team. To go from that to going to a guy who just spends on a position we didn't really need to get a third baseman for $350 million. I said it's like listening to the radio to watch baseball and then like watching Avatar 2 in IMAX 3D. Your brain cannot fathom the change. Did you did you see the tweet today? I saw someone tweet, my friends were in my group chat, someone tweeted like an alternate universe lineup if Wilpon was still the owner. No, I didn't see it. I it was it was a wild. It was like Justin Upton, like right field, and like just Pete. It was a wild scene. Juan Lagares would still be playing center field some way, somehow. Um, but it's 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 banana land to borrow a phrase from the owner here, and uh, I, I still can't believe it's real life. So, uh, again, the targets on our back. Uh, Frank will be saying the season is over the minute that the Mets go down two one in a count. And it's going to be an absolute fucking roller coaster, as it always is in Mets land. Well, that's it. This is the Mets season. It's broken. It's 2007. It's back. Season fucking over. Uh, next up, Elon Musk 
So that's the other thing. As we're going on Twitter, I'm seeing John Heyman. I'm clicking the little check to make sure it's not some guy who bought Twitter blue because Elon Musk has turned Twitter into the fucking circus in itself. He says he will step down as CEO. He put it up to the poll. 57% said yes, they wanted him to step down as CEO. And then he said, uh, Elon tweeted, I'll resign as CEO as soon as I find someone foolish enough to take the job. After that, I will just run the software and server teams, which like there's like 10 people there left, right? So he's going to have a pretty easy job when it's all said and done. Bob Fox, what's your take on Elon Musk here? Man, I've been an Elon Musk hater for years. And before I even knew anything about him, just because Trent was an Elon Musk hater and I lived with Trent and I'm a ride or die guy. If one of my friends hates you, I'm going to hate you as well. That's generally how I operate. The worst part about Elon Musk buying Twitter for me is having this guy be a part of my everyday life now. I'm so tired of hearing about him. I'm so tired of seeing his tweets. I'm tired about seeing who he bans, why he bans them, who's tracking them, who's not tracking them, who's stalking them. I'm so tired of Elon Musk. I did see that Fred Durst of Limp Biscuit has stepped up and said that he offered to take over. And I think that's a great idea. That's a guy that I would like to hear from every day. What's Fred Durst up to? What does he think Twitter should be doing? I think you put him right into that slot. Fred Durst. What, what's the worst that he could do? Break stuff? <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I mean, if Trent doesn't like you, that's like a dog barking. Like Trent, I feel like has a good radar for good people and bad people. Totally. And he was out on Elon from day one. I was very happily just didn't give a fuck about Elon Musk. I have gas guzzler cars, so I didn't give a shit about Tesla. And I'm too st- stupid to like invest in anything like that. And I was always just very happily just being addicted to Twitter. So him in, in my life now is is basically ruining it, like you said. Glennie, what's your take on Elon here? I feel I feel like I feel bad going with you guys, but Elon Musk is a weird guy. I mean, my main thing I always I don't hate Elon Musk. I kind of just find him odd. I find him to be just this weird human because if I was the richest guy in the world, like I wouldn't want to just deal with this bullshit. I would just go to an island and be left alone. I don't understand why he does yeah. this. I don't understand what goes on in his brain, why he needs to do all this shit. Maybe if you want to buy Twitter, just buy it and give it to somebody else, make a big decision every now and then. But just if I was a how many how much billion does he have? Like a hundred billion dollars more? Isn't he the richest guy in the world? He's the richest guy in the world. If I was the second world, recently, I wouldn't want anybody to know my name. Totally. Would, and and instead bomb. he's like he's like out in everyone's face being like, I just uh, named my sixth child X seventy two divided by eight. And you're yeah. like, Oh, nice. Doesn't he have his isn't he married? Go with your wife, go to fucking border. Grimes, but he's knocking other people up. Hey, or I don't something. want to sheds know. on the ocean and relax. Just, yeah, listen to Glenny. Just fucking relax. Buy yourself an inflatable hot tub and relax. You're rich. Relax. <laughs> this You're is rich. The, the inflatable hot tub crew. Me and Glenny here. We got to get <laughs> yes, that. You got one too. I forgot. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it was on sale. It was down. In, they knocked a hundred dollars off it at Costco too, and I couldn't get my discount because it was a month ahead. So it was a killer thing. Elon Elon Musk problems, right? Elon Musk. He acts like a guy named Elon Musk. He probably just likes the attention he got on Twitter, saying he might buy Twitter. Then it sounds like he kind of like got roped into it. I, people are saying like the FCC, basically the way that the agreement, the deal was agreed to, he had to basically do it. And then he got roped into it, and he just couldn't get re- re- couldn't get rid of it fast enough. I'm just. I'm just so sick of the fucking guy. Just get him out of my life. It, it's like a nerd who just is getting the attention, likes the attention. So um, I saw I guess- a great tweet. I forget who tweeted it, but they said, like, could you imagine John Rockefeller, like back in the day, buying a telegram company and then sending everyone that owned those telegrams, telegrams that said, do you like me? Yes or no? <laughs> like, it's pathetic. It's fucking pathetic. I, oh, God. So enough of Elon Musk. Now, the other side of it, though, is like, I feel like Twitter is pretty important to our lives, or at least we're. I know we put all our fucking eggs in Twitter as a company. It sucks. Follow yeah. me on Instagram at that Robbie Fox. The Clever <laughs> Fork and IG. Glenn, Glenn, you don't need any followers. You got all your only stands. I girls. said your IG. Okay, okay, good, good, good. For the record, though, we are very close to 100K on OnlyStands. If you could follow at OnlyStands Show on Instagram, that would be great. We're 700 people away. Follow OnlyStands. They can use it. It's a good show. <laughs> That's and that's the other thing is who will be the next CEO? I guess Fred Durst is currently the leader in the clubhouse on the rundown right now. Down for um, Fred Durst. <laughs> all right, three votes for Fred Durst right here. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, the Suns got sold. The Suns got sold. Robert Sarver, who nobody likes, uh, got sold to what was the guys? He was the former Michigan State player. He's Matt, a former Michigan State basketball player. Yeah, yeah, Matt Ishbia. He has agreed in principle to buy the Phoenix Suns for $4 billion. Um, the 
We got our John Rich notes here. The Brooklyn Nets sold for two hundred million in twenty ten to Prokhorov, which I mean, I thought that number was wrong when I read it. That was twelve years ago, and it's fucking now they're selling. Then the Nets sold for three point three billion dollars nine years later. Um, Glenny, why would you not buy an NBA team if all they do is go? Like, why isn't Steve Cohen buying a net? Why, you should buy the Knicks, right? Fucking like, what? What? What is happening? That's an obscene amount of difference in money. Like. Isn't two hundred NFT market? Is it like people are buying four million? Like such a huge difference. Yeah, like huge. What? What? Why is everybody so rich? What the fuck is happening? I don't know. Is it an NFT thing? Is the bubble gonna burst? I did some quick math on this. Okay, I actually looked into this and I said, "There's no fucking way the Phoenix Suns are worth four billion dollars." Whoever bought them, this 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 this, uh, Michigan State basketball player got swindled okay because lucasfilm was purchased by disney for 4.2 billion dollars in 2012 adjusted for inflation that's 5.45 billion dollars today and there's no fucking way the phoenix suns are worth 77 percent of star wars no way they don't even have kendall jenner anymore and i mean they're coming off of like you know the finals appearance a couple years ago Star Wars just didn't make movies for a bunch of years, and then Disney kind of just like drove them into the ground. So and I'm trying Baby to, Yoda though. That oh, they do have Baby Yoda. That's a fair fucking point, Bob. That's a money making machine right there. That's bigger. Like Devin Booker's nice and all. He's no fucking Baby Yoda. Listen, right? you want to talk about the money making machine that is Baby Yoda? It's cost me four hundred and fifty dollars. Four hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. This is a money-making machine club. <laughs> I yeah. love that Bob Bob Fox is the place where you can now buy $450 baby Yodas. Can I, really. crazy, um, <laughs> can I drop a crazy Star Wars money fact I heard about the other day? Yeah. So I recently just started. It's always sunny. I've never watched it before. I've just started like in the last month. And um, I was watching Rob McElhaney on KFC Radio talking about that show Mythic Quest. Mm-hmm. You know, he said that GTA has made more money than every single Star Wars thing combined like ever. GTA is the like number the one selling piece of movies, media ever. The merch, the movies, the Ash figures, all of Star Wars, GTA has made more. Is that not fucking crazy? Well, you got to think GTA is a $60 price point. Everything. Everything at the door is $60 at least. So it's like, yeah, not everything Star Wars is going to... A movie ticket's not 60 bucks. A toy isn't 60 bucks. T-shirt's not 60 bucks. They're close. To top that. selling piece of media ever. Pretty crazy. Fun fact. That's, that's nuts. Right. And it's like they haven't even come out with a new one. And when, when did uh, Five come out? Probably like five years ago. High school. No, No, more than that. Way longer, seven or eight years ago. Because I remember we were doing game times down at uh, um, Rockstar, right? Back in the day. And that was, like, it was only, it was out for years at that, 2013. So 10 years as of next year, it'll be out. And they just, I know they have the online stuff and there's like legit worlds going on, right? Didn't Andy Milanakis, he had like his own little, like people just like live their lives on these Grand Theft Auto servers. It's like free guy, yeah. Yeah, and then you can, you know, you can get upgrades or whatever. It feels like Rockstar does it the right way where they take care of their people, but they also just make a boatload of money as like a old dad that just, I just want to play new games though. I'm like, when's Grand Theft Auto? Can you imagine if Grand Theft Auto 6 came out in March of 2020 and we were just stuck? No one would have complained about being stuck inside in quarantine. We would have just been playing fucking Grand Theft Auto for the entire time. Let me tell you though, I played COD during quarantine. It was a blast. I got to say it was. I played with you. It was fun. Oh man. Shout out game time. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, favorite thing to do in Grand Theft Auto in general while we're, while we're on the uh, My favorite of all time easily is GTA 4. So GTA 4 was set up in the way that Hoboken was uh, the fifth borough. They didn't mm-hmm. have Bron- they didn't have Staten Island. So they had the Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Hoboken is the five boroughs. So there was the whole thing when you first start, Nico Bellic was only in Queens and Brooklyn. And if you entered Manhattan or Hoboken, you get six-star water list immediately. So I was just obsessed with Breaking the six star, going across the river to Manhattan, and going across to Hoboken to Honkers Strip Club. And then you get in the strip club, and the game, once you run in there, once you run into the strip club and you start lap dance, you're in. Like it goes to theater mode and you get your lap dance. And then the, you literally see the cops at the corner of the right walk in the door, but they can't do anything because you're in theater mode and you're getting your lap dance. And that was the best. You had to beat the six star water to get to Honkers. You got to understand, Clem. I've heard Glennie talk about this in the office more than once. This is like a core memory for Glennie that he loves. I've walked into the room and he's like, and the cops are there, but they can't touch you because you're in theater mode. Like I've been there for that multiple times. That, that, and dub, there was, there was a theory online (laughs) that there was a man called Ratman in the sewers, in the subway of GTA four. See, my friends used to just play like live, just free world live. 
and just ride around on a motorcycle in the subway just trying to hear rap band and he didn't exist there was a rumor of bigfoot in gta 5 and i don't think he existed either and my friends would look for him as well in the desert right that was yep. in the desert yep. uh what was the hot coffee you could have sex with someone i remember there was like the hot coffee uh it was like one of the first grand theft autos and it was like you had to basically like have someone hack into like making it or something it wasn't but like all the uh congress and that's when congress got involved with grand theft auto when those I mean, gj4 were you can only call for hookers and shit gj4 is my favorite i love gj4 <laughs> But uh, yeah, they had a you know you know the best video game tits of all time, the Godfather Two. I did not know that. No, know you're, that. you're the video game Mr. Skin over here. <laughs> you know what game I always wanted that I never played that I always wanted that they wouldn't let me get in GameStop? Is it the video game with the bikini girls playing volleyball or something? Fun fact: I don't know if you guys remember this. Girl Next Door, like you Hefner and, and Holly, Bridget, and and Kendra had a video game. It was like the Playboy Mansion video game. I did not know that. No, I did not know that. Let me look. Was it there up. just was, was there like a a, a horny section GameStop. in GameStop? What was there a horny section in GameStop? It was called Playboy the Mansion. It came out in two thousand five. The was boobs like were a... probably like triangles too. They probably look like Laura Croft triangle boobs. I always wanted it when I was like ten years old. And yeah, it's, you plays the hef. I had. I never got it. I always wanted it. <laughs> what are your <laughs> duties? I don't know. We got I'm gonna read about it right now, I guess. Coercing just, women. <laughs> just hearing all this about Glenny, it's like he was made to become the host of Only Stands. Like you're yes, just the origin story is, yeah. of Glenny with all these video games and this is how he's spending his youth. He was he's basically a product. Oh of- my god. To make it full circle, Only Stands needs a game. Only stands the game where you play yeah. as Glenny Balls and you have to interview all these models and put up with like they're or, in the DMs, like give Mortal me a hard Kombat. time. Or like Mortal Kombat where all the guests have their own like abilities and powers and we fight. <laughs> all right yeah that too you can make it more violent but that's fine not fight not i, I won't fight i'll be like okay yeah you'll be the ref yeah bob fox uh, were you a is that what you used to do is too is go in try to get some lap dances and have the cops escape you no god no my mom didn't let me have gta till gta 5 till i was in high school i was <laughs> one of those sheltered kids so when i made it to that point i was like i i just want to like drive around kill people get five stars i, I was a big story mode guy too i loved the story Dude, yeah. do you know what was another one that I did that that I'm not too proud of thinking about it? Because obviously, kill people in GTA is awesome. Yeah. There, so, uh, Clem, you know, like the World's Fair and Corona right by Shea? Yeah. The two tower things that have like that are the circles on top. Yeah, the, the spaceships are men in black. <laughs> yeah. I would just fly up there with a helicopter, cheat code, get a helicopter up there, and then just do a six star wanted and just like sit there and just pick cops off when they would come up. Like I, I would, then I, I would get a cheat code car and put the cheat code. I would back up the car onto the ledge so they couldn't get up, yeah. and just keep it going. And then once they finally got up, like it, it was, it was bad. I, I love GTA. It I mean, sounds it, like it, basically you were playing in waves, almost like you were playing zombies, but like with G- yes. GTA cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds awesome. fun. GTA is so much fun. That was, and that was, it was so much fun to just like try to like get the because that was really the most fun was to get the six star wanted on you. Yeah, see how long you can survive. Yeah. I love GTA so much. Uh, again, not to date myself here, but uh, Vice City, whenever that might be like GTA 2 or whatever. Uh, I had that in college and we would just play and we would you get to play until you died, basically, or you lost a mission. But we'd have one friend who would just go around and just do all the jumps and just try to yeah. do all the and we're like, come on, man. Like, you know, half hour later, pass the sticks. So uh, just I we could do an entire maybe we'll do a Grand Theft Auto podcast with Kalani. Only GTA. Yeah, we could do like a My Mom's Basement. I'm a GTA 4 guy. I, I was only GTA 4. I love oh, it. I love it. The only thing Glenny Balls loves more than GTA High Noons. That's right. High Noon. What is High Noon? It is a hard seltzer with real vodka, real juice, and sparkling water. It's actually made with vodka and not malt like some other hard seltzers. Real vodka, real juice for real fans, just like us, real fans, real stands. Head over to your local liquor store and get some today. Um, Glenny, give me the uh, the two-second uh, sales pitch here for High Noon. As the I, I consider, like Dave is obviously the High Noon guy. I consider you the face of High Noon, real personal. I appreciate that, and I, and I really do appreciate that because it's real, real vodka, real juice, and and I truly believe this. I think it's the best alcoholic drink on the planet. I can't even tell you how many times I'm out at a bar and people come up to me and they're like, "Oh, you you drinking that just because just because you work with High Noon?" The answer is no. It tastes it's the best tasting alcoholic beverage there is. Watermelon, peach, passion fruit, mango, they're all fucking great. They're fantastic. Peach is my fave. Peach. I'm personally gonna have a bunch on Christmas Eve, and I cannot wait for it. So join in up, join in on the fun. High Noon's the best. It, it, I. It's the best tasting alcohol in the country. 
it's it's gone to the point where it's the youngs love it, the olds like me love it. You know, we go to parties now, and it's not even like, all right, uh, what are we gonna get? It's just like, all right, you get the high nooners, I'll get the nooners. Like you don't, it's just you just go to the party, and everyone has brought their own set of high noons, all the different. You know, what I was actually thinking the other day too. I was watching a, a episode of Diners, Drivers, and Dives, and they had one one of the diners had a high noon at the table. And I was just like, you know, the high noon can too is just becoming so iconic. Definitely, the color scheme is just such a good color scheme. Instantly recognizable. Instantly recognizable. Yep. My favorite flavor. It's so it's between watermelon and pineapple. And I've actually done this a few times. I want to make like a uh, tropical mix where I just put them. I put them both in my mouth and just swig it around. It tastes so goddamn good. I love them. Glenny, what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite? I'm uh. So I I vary between watermelon and peach. I've always been a watermelon peach guy, but. I would say watermelon. I, I'm just a whore for watermelon stuff. I love watermelon. Yeah, and watermelon. High noon, and high noon embodies the watermelon the best there is. It's a great one. You should make that a shirt. Whore for watermelon. <laughs> whore for watermelon. I for watermelon. <laughs> so head over to your local your local liquor store and get some today. Uh, next up. So we started off with the good side of New York sports ownership. We're going back to the bad side here. Our oh, boy, should you even oh. say that after hearing this, Clem? Are you going to pull back after hearing this? Not in the least. This guy, I'm going to rebuke him by the end of this. Uh, by right. the end of this uh, thing. So James Dolan, um, a uh, Kelly Conlin, who's an attorney in New Jersey, she took her daughter out to uh, Radio City to go see the Christmas Spectacular, or whatever. Goes to sit down. About 20 seconds after she gets her ticket scanned, security tracks her down, kicks her ass out to the curb. She was chaperoning a trip with her nine-year-old daughter's Girl Scout troop. And the reason why is apparently uh, her firm is involved in a lawsuit against MSG for something. And basically, Dolan has her on the attorney exclusion list, which says anybody who works for a law firm in litigation against him and his company is thrown the fuck out. So this little Girl Scout... uh, leader or whatever gets her as thrown to the curb by james dolan yet another the grinch the grinch of new york city he's yeah. the antithesis of steve cohen i mean we literally two, stole her christmas yes and we have two rangers fans here who have a different experience with me as a knicks fan but i think it's always been fuck dolan from day one right i mean i, I mean the, remember we put fire dolan shirts on sale and within like a month the new york rangers had followed me on twitter since like 2014 the rangers have followed me on twitter no yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Glenn. And then the Rangers immediately got way better than they were. I wrote an apology to James Dolan. I wrote an apology to James Dolan. He made a good move. The Rangers now fuck because yeah. of that move. So I respect to him on that. But, I mean, we've said it for years. You've said it for years. Everyone's said it for years. The guy's just the fucking embodiment of an absolute loser. And it goes back to what I said about Elon Musk. If you're a rich guy, if you're a rich guy and, you, and you care to break up a fucking Girl Scout field trip, you're a fucking loser. I go to a lot of concerts at MSG, so I'm going to hope that I love Rage are not able to get my facial recognition from this rundown. I think the <laughs> move he made was smart for him as a businessman, and I don't fear him whatsoever. I love Madison Square Garden and all of their venues. <laughs> I, I've uh, so I'm I'm a little different here. I after the Charles Oakley fight, I said I'll never go to Madison Square Garden for a Knicks game again. I can't say ever again because my wife wants to go to like a fucking concert. I can't say no, right? Because that's how you get divorced real quick. Um, and I haven't been back for that since. However, Bob Fox, that is a smart move. And I will say this, and I'm I'm now realizing what you're saying. I hate James Dolan with every fiber of my being. My existence at Barstool for like the first few years was just basically hit piece in that motherfucker to death. This is such a villainous move that like, there is the part of me that's looking at the other side being like, God damn, like, I don't like you, but God damn, do I respect you? Like they made that software facial recognition software basically to like, make sure no terrorists or like murderers came in and he's using it on Girl Scout moms. It's like, <laughs> like Oh, she's like, a bitch. Get her out. I mean, I'm <laughs> worried that, that we can't go to the garden. I, like I, 20 seconds. It said Glennie 20 seconds after she scanned her ticket, she was out. Like, what if, if the pop, facial recognition is that he's good, like this right now, and me and you, let's that's say what I, that, that's what I mean. Text you, like, hey, Bob, you want to hit Billy Joel next month? And then we I would love to, but we can't because of this guy. I'm going to slide away from Clem. <laughs> not associated with that guy. And that they said she's not even like has nothing to do with the case. She just works for the company here. So again, hey, that's that's what I'm saying. You're saying a lot of bad things about him. I went to like 12 shows at Madison Square Garden last year. I'm trying to go see Paramore and uh, Blink 182 at MSG next year. We had an employee here who I guess had met with someone that, you know, Dolan knows or related to or whatever. He's like, can you just like take it down on the Dolan like hate? And I was like, no, that is one thing I can promise you I will never, ever do until he dies or sells the team. And the Knicks are fucking awesome right now, too. But it's not it's not like 
It's yeah. it's bigger than this. It's it's a war. It's not a battle. Some things are you bigger know, than sports. The, the weirdest part is let's say let's say in, in a weird reality where James Dolan somehow sees this, he'll be sitting in his mansion with his billions of dollars, and get triggered enough by us three idiots talking about him and put us on a fake recognition thing. He's a fucking weirdo. Yeah, he's a fucking weirdo. Same thing as Elon Musk. You're too rich to care about this shit. Yeah, and and like you said with Elon too. I never understand like why like these guys especially, but like what number would you have to hit for your bank out the show? Like I would leave at like ten million dollars and just yeah. stop working. And, like just go somewhere cheap and just go somewhere warm. Have like a place that has to have decent enough schools for my kids. And other than that, like not give a fuck. Work, hold grudges, kick like Girl Scout moms. I wouldn't want that Girl Scout mom to know I even cared about her enough. If you're if you're rich and hold the grudge, you need to go to an insane asylum. Hold on, hold on, because this is a good transition to our next topic, because I kind of disagree with that, Glennie. I kind of like the grudge being held in our next topic. Clem, would you like to introduce it? Yes, I would. I'd love to do it, Bob. Thanks for that seamless transition there. Shakira is being blamed for Spain losing the World Cup. Uh, there is a witch that has claimed she put a curse on the team. Uh, her ex, Shakira's ex-husband, Gerard Pique. Nice. I guess that's how we're going to go. Uh, they were married for 12 years. They broke up after she caught Pete, Shakira caught Pete cheating on her. The tarot card reader Mahoney Vidente says Shakira put a curse on the team. And the exact quote was, the one that worked completely was Shakira's curse, a curse that she put on the Spanish team. Shakira, the ritual you paid me for worked, well, you paid me worked so they would not do well. And that's why Spain um, got eliminated from the World Cup. So, Bob Fox, you like this move right here? So I read this headline right away. Shakira blamed for them losing in the World Cup. And I was like, oh, that's ridiculous. And then I read a little further. She had an ex-husband on the team. Oh, I guess that's the connection. But still, whatever. Ridiculous. I don't think anything of it. And then I read a little bit further and I realize, oh, her husband on the team, she broke up with because she caught him cheating. And then this is the tarot card reader, apparently, allegedly, that Shakira went to and put the curse on. We've got a guy at Barstool Zah who has put many curses mm-hmm. on many people in this lifetime. He swears that they work. He says that he's gotten someone's house struck by lightning before, right? If this is true, I respect the grudge. You cheated on me. Guess what? You're never winning a fucking World Cup. I'm going to put a curse on you. If you have the power to do that, I think you put the curse in. So I'm kind of pissed off at our soccer guys here at Barstool. Like, this is stuff that we could have known. Like, Glenny, would, if you had known Shakira had put a curse on Spain, wouldn't you have bet against Spain in the World Cup immediately? But here's the thing, though. I got to say, how many teams are in the World Cup? 32, I think. Uh, uh, no, more than that, I think, even. I don't know. Maybe. If you, you're, you're going to take a victory lap on your curse because one out of 32 didn't win. But I feel but like you Sp- bet against them in their individual games, Clemson. saying. Like, Spain was supposed to be pretty good, I think. Yeah, and I don't think they made it out of the they they lost in the uh they lost in the round of 16 to Morocco. That's where they What lost. if she came out with a song like My Curse Don't Lie like immediately <laughs> after this? Shakira, Shakira. Dude, with all the numbers and stuff we have these days, all the analytics and shit, curses is where I think it's like that's the next frontier. You know, this Moneyball era, we've gotten into all the little things like on-base percentage and all these stats we used not to look at. They they make these players take naps to get them at like the peak mental like aptitude. They're I believe they, they're called sleep shifts. <laughs> sleep shifts, yeah, in the words of uh, Frank the Tank. I think curses is where it's – I'm a juju guy. I'm a big juju guy, and I actually am just remembering this now. Last week – Jordy, Jordy Barstool here, said something about the Giants. I forgot what it was. And I said, Jordy, I'm putting a curse on the Eagles now. And I'm just realizing the next game they play, Jalen Hurts got hurt. And I'm not going to say I did anything to do with wow. that. But I'm also saying I didn't have any. Like, don't get into the curse land. Roan is infamous. Roan put curse. the curse on the Patriots the year the Eagles beat him in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I think it was, was kind of on Dave, wasn't it? He didn't, didn't he say, you are cursed? And Dave was like, what does that mean? He's like, you're cursed. Yeah. Exactly. And what happened? They lost to Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. You can't tell me that had anything to do with anything but the curse, right? Yeah. What has Nick Foles done since then? Nothing. He's bounced around teams, no. been back up. He just had um, one curse in him, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm a curse guy. I'm a big curse guy. I'm a juju guy. So, uh, that basically wraps up the uh, the rundown here. After show, a lot of shit going on in the Barstool universe right now. First and foremost, the uh, Jeff Nadu, Rico Bosco. We had peace, peace in our time, boys. Peace in our time. Out of all the things that has happened at Barstool, that is like top five things I never thought I'd see happen. Like Dave and Goodell breaking bread, I never thought I'd see happen. If Goodell showed up at that Monday Night Football, it would have happened, right? But it didn't yeah. happen. This is up there. I'm, I'm still in shock to this day. 
I'm I happy feel like it's yeah. I feel like it's Vince McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin shaking hands right now. Like I I gotta wait to see how it plays out. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I, I 100 agree. They shook hands, which is great. I, the video was very funny. I enjoyed the press conference. Good for good for him to do. I mean, he's been a long time coming for him to try to get in uh get in Rico to apologize and um good for Rico, I guess. Maybe it's his maybe it's a turn of the stone. I have no idea. <laughs> like you said though, like if this is a when the Stone Cold Stunner comes, but is could Rico give the Stone Cold because if the Stone Cold Stunner comes, then Rico loses the job. But yeah, I don't know who's even Stone Cold and who's Vince McMahon. Like I never had issues with Nadu until he did the Meatball Molly thing. And then I was oh, like, oh, right. my God, I had to tell him in person. I said, for a mob guy, you got no loyalty. We got into it. I think we're fine at this point. <laughs> told like, I told him that. I said, for a mob guy, no loyalty. Whoa. He's like, ah, he's like, ah, I make my money from gambling. I said, you make your money from Barstool. And he, he understood, I think. And I don't think he would bet against Meatball Molly again. I saw he bet on Patty. So he's learned his lesson. I think Rico's learned his lesson. Let's all break bread and have a great Christmas. The biggest reveal of that video is that no broads were stolen this weekend by the two. That no was broads were stolen this weekend. Yeah, he didn't say that. But he said he, he stole a broad on Monday, though. Yeah, on Monday. Broad sorry, speak, right? Which so. is how you start the week, according to Nate. Yeah. Yeah. Monday's a harder broad steal than a, than a Saturday broad steal. <laughs> um, I have to bring this up. I don't. I didn't want to, but it is on the list, and I don't want to get called up for not bringing it up. And he, you know, he used to air out our laundry back in the day on the Day Fortnite show. My guy Eddie, my my ZD brother teammate, just a tough look coming out of the women's bathroom. <laughs> Just a tough look. I mean, and also, is he saying it was a number one because the look on his face when he got caught was the oh, look no, of a guy a who had look. just that dropped a number two? Why Come you, on, why would you? Why would you pee in the woman's bathroom? Why would you just wait to pee in the men's bathroom? I think he said it's made for like they have like individual bathrooms, so only one at a time. They do. I've been, I've been there. It's a, there's a men's right to the right and a girls right to the left. Oh, Eddie, it was a bad look. I love you, Eddie. I'm an Ed head. If you're watching, you know, this, Eddie, you know my, you one, my one conundrum is though. I I don't know what her I don't know what her schedule is, but I think the only girl there is Hannah. Correct? Yeah. Let's say Hannah. Well, Sydney, no, Sydney too. I think they there's a two. couple. There's like we'll say three or four girls there now. Apparently, if Hannah went home for Christmas and she was gone for the break, if there's no girls in the office, it's a sanctioned hit. It's a sanctioned hit. If she yes. wasn't coming back in 2023, if there's no girls in the, but I think Hannah took the video. Did she not? If Hannah took the video, that's, that's a tough one. Like, I, think, I feel like that was Eddie's shock. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> so they have keys to the bathroom there, right? So I think someone saw the key was missing for the girls' room. Yeah, they do and have there was probably, like, the two girls that were there were not in the bathroom. They're like, Eddie time. And they yeah. got them. That, that's I, – I feel I can't say anything bad about Ed, but that's tough. No, I love Ed. I love I've, Ed. I've never been in the women's restroom. And, in, but like, but just, to, just to think, Clem, you know we, you know we have this trouble as, as larger gentlemen. Everybody yes. already has this mean allure around the shitting. Everybody shits, but everyone has a worse allure around the shitting. Yep. Just thinking about Eddie taking a poop and then, like, Hannah or one of the Chicago girls going in, like, 20 minutes later, that can't happen. I hope my guy Eddie has matches with him or some sort of – there's some yeah. sort of spray Poopery. in there. Little little confession time, though. I've never been in a woman's bathroom, but I, I remember in the office they talk about how it has, like, a candle in there and there's, like, a little seat in the TV show. And I've always been like, I bet the women's bathroom are delightful in a lot of places or at least I don't better so. than ours. I feel like I ours think they're worse than ours. Worse than ours. I think they're worse. That's what I've heard from janitors yes. in the know. I've heard I've heard from um like girls who go into like a mall bathroom like oh it's a disaster in there right now because everything's sitting down you're taking your time yep. so I but if if I guess this bathroom is probably just a regular bathroom but I I don't I don't hate the move as a big guy especially if there's like a long no we stuff. we need our privacy it, it really depends if Hannah was there that day if there was a girl there that day I don't know and then Eddie he just took the signs off afterwards there's now no boys or girls bathroom unisex oh. all genders did he do that yeah he went in with a scraper and he took the men's and, and women sign off right afterwards. now ed edward i love you buddy we're growing as a company we're now like in the <laughs> corporate world like that might be like some sort of a fucking um 
And he's got a meeting with HR as yeah. we're doing this. And that's a corporate <laughs> policy. It could be a hate crime for all I know. I don't know what you're doing. And the fact that Chicago just had like a rogue shitter who shit on their door. You don't want to be the shit guy when there's a rogue shitter on the loose. It's just listen, I don't want to throw accusations out there, but some people may say Eddie was running to the women's bathroom. It was locked and he had to take a shit outside. I'm happy you didn't say that, Bob. I'm I wouldn't say that. I would never. I would never. <laughs> uh, last one here, our boy Brandon Walker. In the midst of all this, Brandon Walker rides a bull, gets stomped on by a bull, and it's like an hour later the Nadu Peace thing comes and just wipes it off the fucking front page. Stop laughing at me. I'm not laughing. Come all on, right. Brandon. Go. Big, big, baby. Hang in there. You're good. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay that was pretty good but uh i i've always liked brandon walker i like that he puts his body on the line we have the arizona bowl he's doing this all for the arizona bowl next friday december 30th 3 45 bobcats oh Bob, i was looking for a Let's team go who I was gonna root bobcats for. that's right i'm a um, huge ohio guy my girlfriend went there so i got to root for him oh there you go glenny who are you rooting for in the uh arizona bowl I have to go with the Cowboys. I love, I love the color scheme, the brown, the yellow, Josh Allen. Glennie, my fucking girlfriend went to Ohio. Bob, I just think I just think dark green. It looks like a boring old logo. I'm a, I'm a cowboy guy. Bob, that's not a look at that. It's not a boring Alum. logo. Bob, I'm a Wyoming. Oh, 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 actually, I take it back. The Wyoming football team did make their own Sunday conversation, so I'm a Wyoming guy. Okay, that's Damn. fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. Damn. I, I was kind of on the fence. I guess I'm going Bobcats just because of my guy, Bob Fox. Bobcats and all that kind of stuff. I got my boy Benny. He's an Ohio alum as well. Somebody's loyal salt to the goddamn earth company. Actually, I can't say Ohio salt to the earth. Like, Wyoming salt to the earth is shit. Like, they Wyoming are the earth. The goddamn earth. Yeah. Wyoming. What do they got in Wyoming? That, this is what yeah. I love about Glenny, though. He just gives it to you, like, uncut. Like, straight uncut to the... Before we went live, I was like, Lenny, I heard uh, Bob said you don't like Christmas. And you're like, no, 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 that's not true. I was like, so you like Christmas? You love it? You're like, yeah, it's all right. I'm like, that's a guy who hates Christmas. <laughs> you can't oh, say. I don't, I don't, I don't hate Christmas, but I, I will be honest. It's lost the allure ever since you know what. After you found out the truth? Okay. Yeah, I, we, yeah we won't I talk could, about it. I could have kids around here. I'm going to be. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have siblings. So it's, it really lost the allure. For, I, I love Christmas Eve, though. Glenny, Why do you like Christmas Eve? What? Just the food, Glenn, and like the festivities. I, I like football. There's like a nice football game on. College football. Get a little drunk, hang out. Football. Christmas Eve is way better than Christmas Day. Christmas Day is. I agree. By Thanksgiving, Christmas Day, go fuck itself. I, I like Eve better than Day. Eve is the best. I think Day needs to get like a signature food, or I mean, they have a signature desserts. We have Christmas cookies and stuff. They need more signature moments they look forward to. I always make sure. Oh, day, you mean Day? The gifts are awesome. Obviously. Yeah, day. yeah, yeah. Day is a, it's a glorified Thanksgiving. Glenn, yeah. one to ten, what do you rank Christmas Day? Like, how do you feel about it in your in like in your gut? I, I like I just said, I, I think it's a glorified Thanksgiving. It's not an it's not a top three holiday for me. <laughs> wow, so I would like say a Eve, five. I would say Eve is my best holiday, though. I love Eve. I'm a, yeah. I love Christmas Eve. So if Eve is a ten, what's Christmas? If Eve's a ten, I, I would give like Christmas like a four. Wow, I mean that's a guy that hates hates Christmas. A he hates bit. Christmas. You I gotta mean, have I, some kids, and then yeah, you don't, you don't get you don't get the allure of of, of the big guy coming. You don't you don't wake up and get the presents anymore. It's it, and then you just go to your fucking family's house and eat food. It's a glorified Thanksgiving. What if what if you become the new big guy? What if you start buying toys? What if you go to children's houses that need the the presents and you're their new Santa and that reinvigorates the spirit of Christmas in your soul? I mean, Bob, that sounds all fine. I was just trying to write a lifetime movie. That there, sounds you know? all fine and dandy, but let's be honest. You and I both know the fucking vibes are down on Christmas Day. The vibes are up on Christmas Eve. Yeah. It's a day of anticipation. Remember going to bed and looking up NORAD, seeing where the big guy was. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, and the little scanner. That's yeah, all that was good Eve. stuff. That shit doesn't happen Christmas Day. Even, even the anticipation of presents too is like even, even when I was a kid, even when you're a kid, you open the presents, it's great. But then by noon, you're like, yeah, this day kind of sucks. Christmas Eve is a full day of. Anticipation, good vibes, good family, good spirits. It's easy. Christmas afternoon is kind of like, all right, I'm kind of tired. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, my toys are all open, and you are kind of like, but you're just worn down from the excitement. You probably, I don't know about you guys, I would sleep for ten minutes on Christmas Eve. I'd wake up a thousand times huh. thinking it was like, except like six o'clock is when my parents said we could go downstairs and stuff. You know, it was crazy to think about too. I always think about this growing up. My bedroom. I live in the basement now, but my bedroom growing up, where was the attic, the door to the attic was in my bedroom. 
So my parents saw how I would put the the presents in my in the attic and go in the middle of the night. Somehow I never woke up. Just little Glenny just snoozing I don't away. Know how I never woke up. That is you seem like a deep sleeper. I'm a deep sleeper, but like like when I was nine, they literally had to go past me like to get the get stuff. It was crazy. And you have like the Christmas joy in your stomach. Just you would yeah. think this, like the you're you're looking you're listening was, for reindeer. Who remember, like, remember like you get the reindeer food outside, the happy cookie like that was oh, the, yeah. fucking shit. Yeah, I'm happy you brought that up, Glenny, because I'll tell you as a parent that is the worst fucking part about it. Because it's like if I wake up these kids as I'm bringing in all the gifts that we just spent a lot of money on, spent hours wrapping, and then I fucking go up and I just create like. A traumatic memory because they're like my big fat dad is Santa Claus, not actually hey, Santa Claus. Claude, if you don't, if you don't mind me asking, obviously you're you're they're still they're still in on it. Yes, of course. <laughs> what, what, what's your plan of action this year? What do you mean? Like, how are you getting the presents out? How are we getting the? So basically, what happens is like I stand guard, or my wife will stand guard, and then we just start. You know, the other person we have them stored downstairs. Oh yeah. If we had them in the like, that's why that's that's banana world is having. That your kid having the attic in their room and putting them in that attic, dude. I freak out just go because think about this how hard this is. Try to get a fucking uh, raise a pillow up and put a five dollar bill and then take a tooth out from under there because I have to act like the tooth fairy and yeah. you're like, you're basically it's, it's like, um, what's the name of that movie? Uh, Entrapment, right? With uh, Catherine Zeta Jones where ass goes under like the laser beams. That's what you feel like you're doing <laughs> as, you're, as you're trying to get the uh, the tooth out from there. You're, you're, you're like, so you're gonna say the hurt locker, like you're like diffusing a bomb. That's yeah, man. And again, your kid wakes up and they see the tooth and the five dollar bill in your hand. That's a fucking like basically parenting from uh, the age of five on is just not to like scar your kid for life. I would I would punch you right in the dick if I saw that if I was your kid. <laughs> see, but Claude, I will I will say I will say like I'm in, I'm in the I'm in the I'm in my single twenties. I would say this is my this is my Christmas plateau. Uh huh. Yeah. And when I'm married, if I if I find a beautiful yeah. and have kids. When it will go back up because then you get to get back in the spirit and enjoy with them. So right now is my plateau. That's fair. That's a fair point. I mean, I I always yeah. I, I can't even. Also, I don't know. Siblings sucks too because I feel like siblings at least. Yeah. Totally. I give you a lot more shit, but if you're saying Christmas Eve is a ten for you, you're putting that as an elite holiday. I, I, I consider Christmas it one of my best holiday. I love Christmas Eve. Yeah. So that's any fair. uh any New Year's resolutions for you boys? Glenny, like I, I want to go to the gym, but it's like I have to go to gym. And, like I started going to the, when I I would start my diets in February, just so then I'd get the first get oh, the week, get the, the rush week, out of the uh, way, yeah. And everyone's you know side eyeing the fat guy, so I would always do that. I'd like February. to go to the gym. Maybe we all three of us go to the gym if we can figure out a weight. Um, just like we could, we trade you some weight, Bob. Right, you take some of oh, our weight. Awesome. We I, I would love that. To, to I want to be. Uh, you'd like to what? Drink less. Okay. Good. Good one. I'd like to become friends with uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. That is a that is a unique and never ever cared about the Royals in my life. Just watched their Netflix documentary. I think we get along. That's all. It's uh, one to ten. What do we rate that? The documentary? Yeah, eh, it was fine. It was you know uh, a seven or eight because I didn't know the story and now I know the story and it made me think. Oh, I'd get along with those people. Me okay. and Has would it would you know. I always I always go for very attainable um and not really helpful uh New Year's resolutions. I always say this every year. I'm gonna try to get, get into Netflix more. I never really watch Netflix. And every time I do it, I walk away being like, I should really do this more. So uh here's a Netflix more. recommendation for you. Uh two movies on Netflix I'll recommend. One old one, one new one. Prisoners, old movie, just went on Netflix from 2013. Must watch. Amazing movie. New one, The Stranger. Interesting Australian movie with Joel Edgerton, who played uh, Uncle Uncle Ben in Obi Wan. Oh, yeah, and yeah. also listen to me and Clem's Christmas special in my mom's basement. We broke down all Christmas comic references, crossovers, Constantine sm- snorting uh, Santa's ashes like he needs eternal life. People murdering Santa Claus, kids making a GoFundMe to get Deadpool to go kill Santa. All that fun stuff. I'm going to leave the episode with one last thing here. I This, this is the substitute teachers that they're like, you guys are running longer. Yeah, we're I like, don't care. do your crossword. Don't do your crossword. We don't care. We're not checking <laughs> yeah, it after class. Exactly. Best Christmas memory of your life. Go around the room. Glenny, you lead us off because I want to get you, you know, feeling good here um, about Christmas Day again before we head out. Best Christmas memory of my life. I mean, I guess I have, I mean, 
once again, I was a bad owner. My dad really owned it. But again, my parents got me and my my little dog at first grade. That was that was enjoyable. Oh, good oh, dog is a Christmas, Christmas gift. Yeah, That's amazing. Santa got me Christmas. That that was very nice. Name and breed. What's the name and breed here? Uh, her name was she passed away when I was right, a right. senior in high school. R.I.P. But we're only we're a Rottweiler family. We only do Rottweiler. Her name was Kiara. Oh, that's a good, good baby, baby Rottweiler. Oh, that's a good ass dog. I love Roddy's. How about you, Bob? Best Christmas memory? You know, I was just thinking about it, and this one might sound like lame to some people, but I'm a big family guy and not family guy, literally. I like the show, but I'm a big family oriented guy. And when my brother and sister in law came over, and they gave a couple years ago, at this point, eight years ago, nine years ago, they gave my mom an ultrasound. And it was the first time I realized, oh, my God, I'm going to be an uncle. Oh, shit. And at the whole family, we were volunteers. And that was that was a beautiful moment. So it's probably that one. That was so happy. Your brother trying to take the uh, focus away from baby Jesus, I see, huh? That's yeah, yeah move. It's exactly. a power move on his, yeah. on his birthday. Oh, that, that and a funny Christmas memory is I once replaced all of my mom's nativity figures with Star Wars action figures, and it took her a full day to notice. I'll uh, I'll send the picture so you could put it in the rundown if you want. It was that, that was a funny one that my family brings up to this day. Fox family just slandering little baby Jesus and left and right here on yeah. his big day. Uh, I'd say for me, getting Sega Genesis. And then my parents took me downstairs once and we all had new bikes. That was, I think the bike is always like the the bike Christmas is always a big one. And the uh, kids here, the big guy, or no, fuck that. We, the big guy doesn't get, he gives like one big gift away. He's not giving away this gift. This one's from my mom and dad. We're doing a Disney trip, so we're going to reveal the Ooh. Disney trip. Going to be a big explosion here, yeah. So I was, I was going to, yeah, I was going to ask. So, what what would you say is the is the best gift you're giving outside of the Disney trip? Like, which one are you most excited? Uh, AJ's getting like a little Power Wheels quad, and it's the only thing he's asked for. Like, one, he's like, I want a quad. I want a quad. That's all he fucking cares about. <laughs> so his face he's going to be a menace too. An absolute menace. He's gonna he's gonna probably just start smoking cigarettes. He's never gonna wear his helmet. It's gonna be an absolute fucking nightmare. He's gonna shave his head and grow a goatee like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> yep. You and know, then, that's good family shit. That's why I want kids. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is like the thing that like you get to see the it's such a lame corny thing to say, but like the expression on their face. It makes up for like the bank account and the 364 sleepless days you have, um, as you guys can tell right here with the bags under my eyes. Yeah. Um so I'm yeah, like so, in the club right now. We're gonna get you. We're gonna get you back on the good side of things, Glennie. Like you said, we have a nice young lady in your life, and then you have the kids. Little baby Glennie's running around. Oh, it's gonna be. It'll be so adorable, just being like boobies, boobies. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's the rundown. We'll see you guys in 2023. I still can't believe it's fucking 2023 coming up. And uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Life Day. What are the other ones, Bob? Is that everything? I got it. Yeah, you you nailed them all. All right, that's right. 